El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is one half of the duo that hosts the Profiles in Eccentricity podcast on the Unpopular Opinion Network. You should definitely listen to that if you have not already. Ladies and gentlemen, he looks just like your eighth grade boyfriend, Aaron Peter. Also joining me, he is the other half of the duo that co-hosts the Profiles in Eccentricity podcast on the Unpopular Opinion Network. Can you believe that? Both of them in the same room at the same time on a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one of my favorite people, John Fahey. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm your host. Who else is here today? I'm John Fahey. I'm Aaron Pita. Where, where do we know you two from? From Profiles and Eccentricity Podcast, a, a show about weirdos. A show about weirdos. You may have heard of it. It's, yeah. you know, it's a look. pretty good podcast. It's on a really good network, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the Unpops Network. My favorite network, mm. featuring my favorite podcast host of all, Ooh. me. Oh, me. Yeah. yeah. My favorite host is me, too. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. John, who's your favorite podcast host? I'm a big old fan of me. Hell yeah. <laughs> all our favorite hosts are on this network. It's insane. Yeah. How, how unlikely that all of our favorite hosts would be together on the same podcast. I know. I know. It's like the, we're like the Beatles of podcasting. <laughs> if the Beatles got back together after Lennon died but didn't replace him. Yeah, there's only three of us. Wouldn't that be great if all the Beatles were super? In- Wouldn't it be great if George was like, you know, it's a great song. Is here comes the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great. So, how's everyone doing? Good, really good. Yeah, very yeah. excited to be on the flagship podcast, Adam. I'm not going to lie about that. Is this really your first time? I believe so. Crazy. It's I my th- first time. If the fans are, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I've drank myself silly. You are. And have no. I think you. I think you might be right. I think this might I think be I've your just first done, time. I've done the fight cast. I've done a lot of list cast. Very excited to do heart shape pod, but I don't think I've done the flagship. Here we are. It's your big day. Yeah. Here's 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 Congratulations my Congratulations to both of you. Here's my big debut. Here's Aaron's big debut. Hi. I'm hey, hi. Hey, Aaron. This is my big debut. I have been on List Cast. I did walk away victorious. You did? On List Cast. So, you know, I feel pretty good about this appearance on the flagship. I'm really uh, glad you're keeping score of that, dude. Yeah. Oh, if you're not keeping score, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, have either of you listened to the flagship show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I'm... you know, like how the intro works and all mm. that. Like, how the intro works? Yeah. What when, do you mean? Like, when it, like, like what? Just tell me one thing you did this week. Oh, I don't one, know. One thing yeah. I did this week. Hit a breath. You know. Oh, I hit the wrong one. The hardest part of this show for me is the first <laughs> few minutes. They're both playing at the same time, and I'm just gonna let it happen <laughs> because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life, 
that is so annoying that they're both going. And I, I can't do anything about it because if I stop one, they're both going to stop. You got to ride it out. There's just a smooth piano riff under my heavy metal podcast intro this week. I like that. Sounds like someone's raging on gu- shredding on guitar in a Nordstrom's in 1989. <laughs> oh, well, we botched that. We, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it was mostly me. Yeah. Cool. I really fucked that up. That's what I get with trying to do it with strangers. Normally, I just cut off Jeff. Jeff's mm-hmm. not here, so I got to fucking swing for the fences and start right. improv yes and shit, mm-hmm. things like that. So what are we talking about today? The Albuquerque PD. I love throwing that question out to the guests. Like yeah. I'm not the one who comes up with the topics. <laughs> oh, what do you? What do you guys want? Do you guys about? want to talk about? Yeah, what's on your mind? Oh, it happens to be a subject I know a lot about. Cool. The thing about the Albuquerque PD. This will be, I think, the second time I've talked about them on a podcast. Well, like a podcast dedicated at least partially to them, mm. because I did one episode about the craziest police forces in the world. And Albuquerque, I think, still made the list, even though they were up against, like, fucking Puerto Rico and... Manila or something. Yeah, all these, like, kind of really remote areas that you forget about that also have really insane police. Yeah. Uh, And then I did a solo podcast not too long ago about the Albuquerque PD that barely anyone listened to. So we're going to talk about them again today. I'll go over some of the stuff that we've covered before, but there are some updates they are. They're a wild bunch. Mm. Did you? Uh, how much of the the no, How much of this did you know before? Like nothing. Nothing at all. Really? No. And I hate cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Albuquerque is probably the craziest police force in the United States, but there, there's no real racial element to it. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> it's pure mayhem. It's just pure violence. Which I think almost helps them fly under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, there are some crazy stories about cops killing white people, but it's so few and far between that it's kind of like when you hear it, you're kind of like, <laughs> cute. Yeah. How's, how's that feel, motherfuckers? Yeah. But it's like it obviously happens. And in Albuquerque, it's not a, I mean, obviously there are, it's more poor people. In Albuquerque, the police are just shitty to poor people regardless of color yeah which is progressive in a sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah not really yeah i mean i think to me based on this the stuff you showed me i think it's i just get the reminders of that like over militarization and it makes me think about you know i just feel like it's really beat into them that like it's us and them right and you protect bad cops and fuck everybody else that's not a cop yeah and like the whole blue wall of silence thing, and like I mean, there's just no other profession. Like if there was like a sh- if we were all doctors and one of us was really bad and fucking up, right? We wouldn't protect him. <laughs> no, you know no, what no. I mean. Yeah. But when you're a cop, that's not even a question, mm-hmm. right? It's not even a, it, it, there's not even a second thought about should we just t- turn this dude over and be like, sorry, dude, you suck. Yeah. That's one of the craziest things about this story is the number of cases that happened before anyone even got disciplined in any way. Yeah. Like, it just went unchecked for years and years and years. Yeah. And it took this Department of Justice investigation to bring light to it. But then, as we'll find out as we go through this, nothing fucking changed. Right. They just got worse. Like, they just figured out, 
well, okay, well, we were caught doing all that. How do we just keep doing this without, like, we need better training so we don't get caught committing crimes. Yeah. (laughs) Get better at keeping secrets. Yeah. We need to be better at hiding. But to go through some of the background, it started, basically, you can trace it to 2005 when two officers named Richard Smith and Michael King were killed in the line of duty by (laughs) duty by a man they were picking up for a mental health evaluation. And King was a police academy classmate of Chief Ray Schultz, who said the killings represented one of the saddest days in the history of the Albuquerque Police Department. And this is a quote from Thomas Grover, who was a lawyer and retired APD officer. The general directive of the department became, you do what you've got to do to go home at night and forget the citizens. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. But... I mean, on the one hand, I guess, like, if your friend dies, you're going to have a kind of a gut initial reaction. Sure. But you don't make your first reaction to something policy statewide for your fucking yeah. police department. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, not statewide, citywide in this case, but it seems kind of like that's what happened. Yeah. Is this killing happened, and the, the guy was just like, all right, fuck it, kill them all. Right. Yeah. I mean, being a cop is, is, is pretty much an impossible job. So I will um, I'll be the first to admit that. But you get a lot of people. I mean, like in any p- profession, there's it, it selects for a certain type of personality. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get somebody who I mean, you get a lot of veterans. You get a lot of people who come from the military. So already have an adversarial relationship with whoever they're supposed to be, quote unquote, enforcing, protecting or guarding, right. whatever. And then, like what John said, when their tactics, language, and equipment are all basically trickled down from the military, yeah, you're just going to naturally get uh, this kind of relationship where it's yeah. like it's us versus them. And then when there are these shootings and stuff like that, you know, they're, they're, they very much exist in, um, I would say, a very uh, reminiscent of of the Republican right kind of echo chamber. Sure, and they're kind of just like. I mean, their their response is always like, once there's a shooting, is their response is always, you don't know what it's like dealing with you animals, right? Right, and that's really their viewpoint. Yeah, and like, and it's unfortunate how often they do use the word animals. They do, yeah. And and, and the it's thing insane. is, is that crime is lower than ever, right? Crime yeah. is lower than ever, and yeah. the, and they've become like more across the board. They've yeah. become more and more and more and more and more vicious and violent, and act like we are coming apart at the seams in 1977. Right. That was a scene. Yeah. Right. right. We, we were a scary country. Right. Uh, a lot of crazy shit going down, and crime was just going through the roof. Right. And then in the 90s, it broke, and it's been going down ever since. And, and then, then you wouldn't know that by watching the news. And, and the crime reporting has risen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like the cops very much feel like they can do no wrong. And if you, I, 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 I've talked to cop families, and they very much believe that. Yeah. They really believe. Those guys can do no wrong, that they are on the side of good. Well, the the excuse I've heard so many times about police, and I heard this from a girl in Albuquerque about the Albuquerque PD. She was like, well, I've known a lot of cops and none of them were shitty to me. So it's like, motherfucker, it's on video. Yeah. Like, it's not, you don't get to say, well, they're nice to me, so cops are fine. Right. It's like, we have the fucking evidence now. Yeah. It's not a myth. It's not a fucking urban legend. Yeah. That police brutalize people. Yeah. I mean, I can go to my hardware store and have a nice relationship with the guy, but if he's in the clan, he's in the clan. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like... I think we go to the same hardware store. <laughs> 
Yeah, and what happened, the other thing that happened after those killings is a Democrat named Martin Chavez was running for re-election, mm-hmm. and he kind of... Uh, Definitely didn't capitalize on these murders for political gain. Right. But he basically campaigned on uh, the promise to add 100 cops to the Albuquerque PD to, like, basically in response to two of them getting killed. Like, having 98 more cops would have stopped this somehow. Right. And the problem they ran into is motherfuckers didn't want to be cops back then. Like, yeah. They had a lot of trouble filling these just 100 jobs. And what they did is they loosened their hiring restrictions. Uh. And the the key thing that they did is they put this policy in place where if you were a lateral hire, meaning you were coming from another police department, they didn't do any background checks or any mental health evaluations. Yeah. So they were getting these fucking maniacs <laughs> coming and applying and there were these four in particular that they hired. Uh, they all came. They had all just been fired for basically doing paid work while they were on the clock as cops. And the paid work they were doing was teaching classes at this training site near Albuquerque called Coyote Canyon. Mm-hmm. And Coyote Canyon, uh, first of all, run by the Department of Energy. Like, what? what? Stranger what? things? Fuck? Why the fuck is the Department of Energy running a fucking police <laughs> training? But it's a place where, like, former Navy SEAL types and local and state cops all collaborate together on these, like, military drills. One of them was called Rolling Day-Night Convoy Ambushes. And this is a quote from one former Albuquerque cop. Looking back, I'm really not sure how co- convoy ambush translated to working as a police officer. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Yeah. But that's kind of what happened is they brought in these people. And this particular class, this was in 2007, as they start to move up the ranks, the culture in the Albuquerque Police Department, by Ooh, all accounts, yeah changes from let's help people to let's kill people and get away with it. Let's get them. Yeah. Yeah. And two of the people they they hired from that group in particular, one was Sean Wallace. He was one of the people who was training people at Coyote Canyon. He was working for the tactical canine unit in 2011 when he killed a man named Alan Gomez. Alan Gomez was struggling with substance abuse issues. He goes to visit his brother at his brother's house. His brother... And his girlfriend are both there, his brother's girlfriend. And this guy starts flipping out. He's like high or drunk. He pulls a gun. And eventually the girlfriend calls 911 and the police show up. Mm -hmm. But by the time the police show up, this guy is just standing in the doorway and had definitely put the gun away. The gun was in another room by the time the police confronted him. His hand was either empty or he was holding a plastic spoon. And Sean... (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. Either it was either empty or it was either, <laughs> he had a very specific idea. I, I was sure it wasn't a gun. <laughs> but either way, Sean Wallace said he saw a gun and shot the guy as he stood in his brother's doorway. Yeah. Like didn't even leave the house. Yeah. And it was uh Sean Wallace's third shooting in seven years and the second one in which he killed someone. Jesus. Uh, and that's that's one of the people. That they hired. Another guy was Keith Sandy. 
And there is... Does it say anything about where these guys came from before? How many of them played football? <laughs> I'm sure most of them played football. And I don't mean it like dumb jock way, because... No, hit in the head. Hit in the head. head. Yeah. I'm a dumb jock. I was. Right, yeah. but you're right. Hit in the head yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, CTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make you violent. Yeah. Impulsive. I mean, yeah, I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Saying it to be funny, but also to, to raise a, a serious point is that you know, yeah. a lot of these guys have been hit in the head since they were fucking 12. Yeah, that's true. And if you if you look at Keith Sandy, I'll pull up a picture of him quick. He looks exactly like that. Like he looks like <laughs> he looks like a guy's been hit in the yeah, head. Yeah, he looks like a dude <laughs> who's oh, taken. Yeah. Oh, that no, that's not him. That's who is that that's guy? Sandy Keith. Sandy yeah, Keith. That was Sandy Ooh. Keith. <laughs> that guy had Ooh. some fucking looks for us. Sandy Keith. But this is Keith Sandy. Oh. And this guy just looks. He's got former high school defensive end yeah. written all fucking yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Not that I feel sorry for this fuckstick because he's a real piece of work yeah he was one of the officers involved in there's a really famous incident kind of the incident that turned the tide against the albuquerque police department where they responded to a call of someone illegally camping in the sandia mountains have either of you been to new mexico no the sandia mountains are you know exactly what they sound like the fucking mountains you can go up them in a a cable car or whatever those are called Mm -hmm. and at one point if you ask, they'll show you the site where a TWA flight crashed in the 50s. What? And they were like, that's too hard to get to. Let's just leave that there. Hell yeah. So there is a plane crash. I want to see that. In the Sandia. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's really cool. But you can't camp there. And this guy, this homeless guy named uh, James Boyd was camping and someone called the police and said, <laughs> if he's homeless, it's not, you're just, yeah, exactly. yeah. you're just getting away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the thing when when these things happen with the homeless guys and they're like, well, you can't camp. It's it's not camp. He's just where's he gonna go? Yeah, yeah he's like I, these, I'm resting. But, but <laughs> vagrancy is a crime. Like, where are you supposed to go if you're homeless? Well, they kicked them all out of the mental hospital. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, that was just my little rant. No, no, it's 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 a great point. And uh, so what happened? This was March 16th, 2014. Uh, someone calls to report the police. Forty officers. <laughs> From several different departments. Oh, I did hear about this. Respond. I did hear about this. There was, uh, well, actually, it was just two cops show up at first. Yeah. And this guy pulls two small knives from his backpack. Right. So they call for backup. 40 fucking cops show up. Yeah. Uh, Representatives from SWAT, Tactical K-9, the Repeat Offender Squad, and then several just uh, beat cops. Yeah. It, It was either... Two small knives or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, but probably a couple. I think they were just like, hey, we're going to kill this guy. You guys want to watch? Yeah, we're out in the woods. Nobody can get to us. I mean, there's a bunch of dead ghosts in the I airplane. mean, if you said there's one homeless guy with two knives over the radio, I need backup. I'd be like, isn't there two of you with guns? Well, it's interesting you brought up uh, being on tape because that's actually part of this. Uh, as this guy was packing his stuff up, he just yells at them. He's putting his knives away, and he yells, don't worry about safety. I'm not a fucking murderer. So at that point, naturally, Keith Sandy threw a stun grenade at him. Uh, wow. And <laughs> at that point, uh, so Keith Sandy of the repeat offender squad mm-hmm. throws this stun grenade at him a few hours before arriving on the scene, because this turned into a three-hour standoff with cops just showing up like the fucking nothing but a G thing video. 
like they're having a goddamn cookout <laughs> and there's a refrigerator full of 40 ounces. Hell yeah. So they're just showing up to this fucking barbecue. And on the way, Keith Sandy on tape says that he was going to shoot this fucking lunatic. And then wow. he shows up. And when the guy's trying to pack his shit up and go, Keith Sandy throws a fucking stun grenade at him. Another officer fires a taser at the guy. And then a third lets his dog go. Oh, my God. And Keith Sandy at that point, or, or James Boyd at that point, pulled his knives out again. Probably instinct. The entire city of Albuquerque is attacking you. And at that right. point, Keith Sandy shot him three times with live rounds, as did Officer Dominique Perez. They hit him a total of three times. He collapsed to the ground, said, please don't hurt me. At which point, another uh. officer fired three beanbag rounds from a shotgun jesus the canine officer released his german shepherd again wow the dog tore into boyd's legs as Mm. he struggled and at this point they finally go up and handcuff the guy yeah and he goes to the hospital and in attempt to save his life they amputate his right arm uh take out his spleen sections of his lung and small intestines he dies at 2.55 a.m. Holy shit. And there's it's all on video. Yeah. Because they... But I mean, talk po- about going to look for trouble. To find a homeless guy that's gone yeah. so far away to be left alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then bringing... I mean, imagine being a paranoid schizophrenic homeless guy and then the fucking yeah. city of Albuquerque yeah. shows up to kill right. you? Yeah. yeah. And there's so many, like... I just talked about two cases where we're going to go through the Department of Justice report next. There's they killed so many people. Yeah. Like per capita. They're just fucking way, way off the charts compared to like compared to the LAPD. Yeah. They're killing more people than the LA than the Chicago PD. Jesus. So right like not even I think two or three weeks after this James Boyd killing. It turns out, or we find out, the Department of Justice has been investigating the Albuquerque PD since 2012. Mm -hmm. So right around the same time they pull off their most heinous killing of all, this report comes out, and it has to be one of the most damning fucking reports in police history or crime history. If uh, anyone wants to read it, you can go to krqe.com slash doj hyphen apd. And they have a a really good summary of it because it's a super long report. But among the things they found, since 2010, the Albuquerque PD shot at 37 people, killed 27 of those people. They had four fatal shootings per 100,000 citizens, and their population was 557,000. Compare that to El Paso, population 672,000, 0.7 fatal shootings per 100,000. Colorado Springs, population 431,000, one per 100,000 citizens. Mm. And where it gets crazy is Chicago, population 2.7 million, the highest fucking gun crime rates in the fucking United States by far. Yeah. Two police, two fatal police shootings per 100,000 people. And in New York City, 0.4 per one. So they're... Somewhere in the neighborhood, eight to ten times more people get killed by the police in Albuquerque than fucking New York City. Yeah. Like, if that was salsa, that would be fucked up. 
Like New, New, New York City. Yeah. New yeah. York's not supposed to be doing it better. But yeah. They're they're they oh also twenty four million dollars in wrongful death lawsuit settlements paid out using taxpayer money. Jeez. Wow. And most of these reports just kind of went like they didn't really even make yeah. the news. Yeah. So it was kind of that report that turned the tide against them. And the eventually, uh, and, and I talked about this earlier, but one of the other things the report pointed out was that that two, 2007 class, as they started to rise in the ranks, that's when the killings got worse. Uh, of the 29 killings, because the two I mentioned weren't even included in those. Mm-hmm. So when you add those two, of 29 killings, 12 were carried out by that 2007 class. <clears throat> which yeah. So what... what- I mean, what's your hypothesis as to why it was that class? Where did this class come from? Did they come back from deployment? Well, or did they graduate from Yale? Well, that was the class that where they they lowered they lowered, they lowered the, bar. the hiring. That was, that was the lateral transfer with right the background. Where, right. And what yeah. they were getting was people who had done shit like this, but right. also were working in police departments where they're not going to prosecute the police. Right. And that was the Albuquerque PD's excuse. Kind of was. Well, they weren't charged with anything, so why not hire them? Right. And it's like... There's a lint trap. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a reason you have background checks and mental health checks when you're hiring police. Yeah. And this... Like, that was... That's kind of where I left off the first couple times I covered this. And someone actually tweeted at me the other night. I'll find the name in here somewhere. I put it in here, but... Uh, someone tweeted at me the other night another article about the Albuquerque PD, and I was like, oh, let's check in on them, because I assumed once this Department of Justice thing came out, they're probably going to get better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they have to change their shit. Yeah. No, nope. oh, they doubled down, right? They fucking... They doubled down. Got so much worse. Yeah. One of the first things that they did, the district attorney finally... This James Boyd killing was the first police killing where they filed charges. Yeah. So this long five years when the Department of Justice was covering it, no charges, no discipline. They just paid out lawsuit, paid out settlements, and nothing happened. So this first, this James Boyd killing, District Attorney Carrie Brandenburg decides to file murder charges against the two cops. Mm-hmm. And the police, in response to that, lock the DA's office out of any investigations into police shootings. Wow. And the crazy part is they weren't secretive about it. Yeah. They there was another police shooting not long after they filed these charges and the uh a deputy DA named uh where did where did it go? Chief Deputy DA Sylvia Martinez uh showed up. They were doing a briefing about this police shooting and she was told flat out that because the DA's office had filed charges in another police shooting that there's now a conflict of interest and that the DA cannot attend briefings about police shootings anymore. Yeah. Uh, like, that's criminal shit. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called a military coup. Yeah. yeah. When I was growing up in New York, that was when New York was especially bad with the shootings. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, it was a lot of people getting shot, you know, holding nothing. There was a lot of, there was a lot of this phenomenon of uh, undercover cops that would be like just like a homeless guy 
And they'd be like, come up to you because you're a black man. And they'd be like, ah, you want to buy some drugs? And you're like, no, I'm just a regular dude. Just because I'm black doesn't mean I want drugs. And they'd shoot you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was like a common thing. Like, that happened so many times in New York where that, the plainclothes New York stuff, or like the, the black man with their hands up, or this thing, every time there's some kind of just where you're like, another one? Another one? Another one? Yeah. I always think about if I were a cop, even though I have all that brainwashing, wouldn't I be like, man, something's wrong? Yeah. Well, it's bad PR. If you're a cop, you're like, I mean, the majority, and it pains me to say this, the majority of cops are decent people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, the, but the, they're not killing. Not the, all cops are. But killing. the majority is is also silent to to That's all all of that That's shit, right, right? Right, and, and a uh, lot of you know, a lot of it. I think it's that like I don't know if you remember Chris Dorner a few years ago oh, in yeah. LA. He was one of those guys who was like, you, sometimes you can't speak out because those are dudes that will fuck you up. They'll yeah, either yeah. fuck you up or. You'll get, fi- you'll yeah, get fired for some I'm bullshit I'm still not reason. sure we didn't want to hear Chris Dorner out before burning that cabin down. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like of like I kind of wanted to hear what that guy had to say. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, now he doesn't look so smart because he was praising Louis C.K. in his <laughs> in his manifesto. <laughs> was he really? Oh yeah, he was like Louis C.K. doing big things. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! But he was actually talking about the masturbating stuff. That's, <laughs> that's the weirdest part. Well, they should have. Then I'm glad they burned him. Well, I just, I just. I like I, I just can't imagine how you could and like especially in the last couple of years with unarmed black men being shot across the country how you couldn't wake up to the news of that one day as a police officer and go like oh yeah something's wrong I think it's I think part of it is the fake news phenomenon and there's just a there is one half of this country that is so diametrically opposed to mainstream media that yeah. anything like if it doesn't fit your fucking narrative, it's fake news. Yeah. Well, like, that's also the thing, too, is that depending on what you like, you know, actually like on Facebook, they just start showing, get, you, that. showing you what you want to hear. Right. So uh, you can, if, if, if you like some happy cop story and you actually like it, all they're going to feed you is good good timing, sweet yeah. cop, helping everybody out stories. Which are know? always the worst fucking videos. It's like, oh, we pulled this person over and gave them ice cream. It's like they were probably terrified. <laughs> yeah. Just let them get to work I'll on time. I'll get my own ice cream. I know. Yeah, no I shit. Know. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, that's one thing that happened since last time uh, we talked about the Albuquerque PD. They started locking the DA out of uh, briefings into police shootings because that seems fair. Jesus. So that prompted... Carrie Brandenburg, who was the DA who filed those charges initially, she got so disillusioned with working with the Albuquerque Police Department that she decided not to seek reelection. And she left office in January of this year. And when she left office, she sent the Department of Justice a letter that, among other things, called the Albuquerque PD, quote, a continuing criminal enterprise. <laughs> Yikes. That is harsh. Yeah. But it's... It's a gang. Yeah. It's a gang. It like, really is Like, I mean, like, and, uh, you know, like, remember when all the Serpico shit or, like, all, happened in New York or, like, American Gangster? Mm-hmm. It was like, they found, like, 75% of the police force was on the take. Right. Yep. And if you look... It's a gang. If you look into this, you know... You, you would want to say, well, why don't people protest? 
They fucking throw tear gas at protesters yeah. in yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah. Like, they don't... They throw tear gas at protesters everywhere. Right, I right. mean, remember Occupy Wall Street? And yeah. And a lot of problems with whatever, but, like... As soon as Citibank donated a couple million dollars to the NYPD, guess who got kicked off of the fucking lawn? Yeah. All the pro- poor protesters who didn't have $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. The next day. I mean, it was yeah. never more like a in-your-face example of hired hitmen. Right, and- right. Yeah, we got these we got these cool new weapons from Citibank, <laughs> and we're just going to go out and clear and just be violent. Yeah. And these guys don't, like, you know, I feel like they don't, make a, a ton of money and they got a lot of steam to blow off and yeah. uh boy do they like violence it really does make the day go by and the thing about albuquerque i've spent like not a lot of time but i dated a girl there for mm-hmm. like seven or eight months so i was back and forth between la and albuquerque and the thing about it it's like the divide between people who have money and people who don't is very pronounced in albuquerque sure to the point that when it rains a lot, the water just naturally drains down to the area where poor people live. Wow. Like, it's everything in that yeah. city is set up against poor people. Yeah. And one of the hypotheses here as to why you don't see the same protests against police violence in Albuquerque as you do other places is because there's this sense of, yeah, it's fucked up, but also I don't want these homeless people sleeping in my mountains. So if the police are taking care of that and they're not killing me, then everything's like it's fine. It's almost like the purge where, yeah. you know, you're up in your tower and they're down here killing poor people. And you're like, all right, keep them off my lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're rich, you're not going to want to live in the place where all the, the runoff goes. Right. Can't, can't blame them for that. But you do you, after a certain you know, there's the runoff can, is going to start to pile up, and it's going to start flooding your finished basement with yeah. poor, poor people in their shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a quote from the letter that she sent the Department of Justice. Since the settlement agreement was reached between APD and the Department of Justice, we have seen little progress. Please refer to the independent monitor's reports for more specific information. In his most recent report, James Ginger noted the behind-the-scene reality was that APD has almost no appetite for correcting behavior that violates existing policy. Mm -hmm. Further, it was pointed out that investigations looking into use of force by officers appears to rationalize or explain away officer conduct. Mm -hmm. Throughout the monitoring process, APD has failed to comply and meet agreed-upon standards and measures. In fact, their performance can accurately be characterized as grossly (laughs) noncompliant. Damn! Yeah. Scathing, yeah, yeah, comes yeah. To mind, yeah, and then then she uh, she follows it up with if any other group of individuals were acting the way the APD has allegedly been acting, some of us in law enforcement might refer to them as a continuing criminal enterprise, and or engaged in the act of racketeering. Yeah, and then she ends it with I appreciate how bold a statement that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I just Good said job. it. I just said it. Yeah. Uh, do you think I don't know what I'm saying? I know exactly what I'm yeah. saying. She put in asterisk, she wrote mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> and we just brought up that, uh, you know, these, these when police are killing people, you know, they're killing poor people that no one cares about. Yeah. And, but the thing with indiscriminate killings is eventually you're going to kill the wrong person. Right. And they did that. Kind of with Mary Hawks. Okay. Mary Hawks was uh, 
she was basically wanted for auto theft. She had been seen driving a stolen truck. And when this truck was abandoned, they found her cell phone open to her Facebook page in the truck. Like, come on, Mary, get it together. She's checking her own. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, they... They had gotten this report of a stolen truck. Mary goes home, and these two officers, Jeremy Deer and Tanner Tixier, of course his name's fucking Tanner, <laughs> uh, were at a Dunkin' Donuts. Again, of oh, course, awesome. act like you know a fucking awesome. stereotype yeah. in your life. And they received this report about Mary Hawks. So they go out to her trailer park to uh, interview her. And when they get there, Jeremy Deere sees her hop a fence and flee. So he chases her on foot. At one point, he catches up. And depending on who you believe, either she turned around and pointed a gun at him and he shot her or he just shot her. Yeah. He claims there was a gun. Uh, The problem is after the like when they started really killing people, they made everyone start wearing lapel cameras. Right. This guy had a pattern of claiming that uh, whenever he was involved in an incident of violence, his camera came unplugged somehow, right. and he didn't get the... Like, there is actually video, I believe, of him after the shooting going, oh, no, my camera didn't get it. I'm going to be in trouble. Wow. And it's like, you unplugged your camera. Yeah. It, it's just my pecs. I'm so ripped. Sometimes. And the reason he could say there was a pattern of it is he had done this before. He had been involved in a use of excessive force where he was like, oh, my camera came undone. I don't know how it happened. And it just weirdly kept happening to this guy. Yeah. Like everyone else was using the cameras. That's like those no that's like those those doctors that, you know, just quietly kill people. Right. If you're unplugging your camera. Oh, yeah. You're committing a murder. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, they did find a gun, but the gun would have, she would have been holding this gun in her hand when she was shot. This gun had no fingerprints, no blood, no DNA on it. And, yep. it, and it was a spork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a spork. <laughs> and like his partner uh, claimed he was in his police cruiser following them, but then his lapel camera worked and showed that he was like way away from it. So his testimony didn't make any sense. And the problem, when I say indiscriminate killings, you're eventually going to kill the wrong person. Mary Hawk's family, all cops, all oh. former cops. Ooh. So now they start looking into it and they're like, no, 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 no. That that camera wouldn't come undone. They like the DNA thing. Yeah. So they started really pressing the Albuquerque PD they teamed up with the families of other people who had been killed. Yeah. And like that's when but again, nothing changed. Really? Because what they started what they started doing is the the lapel cameras that they were using up till 2013 ran on SD cards. Yeah. And whenever there was a police involved shooting or any act of violence, they would just delete the cards. Yeah. That's what happened in the James Boyd shooting. Yeah. Keith Sandy's card magically had nothing on it, but they had helmet cam footage from someone else. Yeah. And that's how they got that. But they just had this when they started investigating these two killings, they started finding all these patterns of them saying, Yeah, we don't have footage. We don't yeah. know we don't know what happened. Yeah. And then when they got rid of the lapel cams, they switched to a different version that instead of using SD cards, uploaded everything, I shit you not, to a site called 
evidence.com, which is an online storage service that the police it, it, it's use. The Seriously? It's, it's the largest <laughs> snuff film repository in the world now. Yeah, evidence.com. Wow. And what they started doing then was they would just edit the videos that were uploaded and then re-upload them with all the incriminating footage taken Jesus. out. And then they're just like, what? What? Prove it. Wow. Oh, my God. And it's like that's kind of like how fucking brazen is that that you get this Department of Justice inquiry or fucking investigation and three years later you're still like no we're just killing everybody down here yeah like i didn't even look into how many people they've killed since then because that was 2014 yeah but it does not seem to have slowed down yeah in the slightest well it's like you said them going through them rising through the ranks is like if if you know it's one thing to have a bad cop but then that bad cop becomes a sergeant or whatever and then the people right. the people under him there's just no leash on them at all. Yeah. You yeah. know, getting getting like a piece of shit in in authority. I mean, then you you're in for some real trouble. Yeah. Because then the standard the standard the is is right. ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, this guy's a fucking this guy's a, a, a serial killer and he's my boss. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Have either of you known any <clears throat> cops? Um I I went to high school with some guys who eventually became like sheriffs or cops oh, yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't Some think I really do. And... My grandfather was a sheriff's deputy yeah. in Peoria County. Oh, my grandfather was a cop, actually. Yeah. I yeah. never met him, oh. but he was Yeah, a cop. like my grandfather died when I was in seventh grade, yeah. and I just knew he was like a general racist, but I didn't ever get to <laughs> yeah. know him long enough to find out how it translated into his police work, yeah. but I'm fucking sure it did. Yeah. And then I had another kind of distant uncle. Well, not really distant. Uh, he's my cousin's father. And uh, he was a cop. And depending on who you believe, he either raped a woman during a traffic stop I believe that, and went to prison, or uh, he was the sole black cop in a very small rural Wisconsin town. And the other thought is maybe he was framed wow. and sent to prison. I believe that. Yeah, I kind of like, like, he was like where making a murderer happened. Right, yeah. The Midwest is is crooked. Yeah. And like, either way, I don't know the details, but those are the only cops. I I worked with a cop once at Cracked, but I didn't ever have, like, he was a Baltimore cop. I didn't ever have the heart to be like, so, you hate black people or? (laughs) How do you feel about that? Did you ever talk to him about The Wire? No, but I always... Wanted to. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. I did. Well, he was like, he wasn't in the office. John and I actually know a former cop. Do we? Yeah, who is a drug addict. Oh, yeah. The yeah, I was a true. part of, uh, he was part of the DRE, the Drug Recognition right. Enforcement, whatever. Oh, and yeah. now he just smokes meth and shit. Yeah, now he recognizes drugs and does them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I recognize that. <laughs> Get over here. But uh, yeah, I mean, big asshole, big sense of entitlement. Still, Real even though it's like shit. it's like uh, okay, so you're doing all the drugs in the world, and you used to send people to prison for pot. Ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah, what a huge piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I never, like I said, I never got to ask my grandfather about any cop shit. I just, I, I tell people all this, this all the time. It's one of the defining moments of my life. When he retired, someone in the crime lab owed him a favor. 
And in the name of paying back that favor, they gave him a stack of crime scene photos. Yeah. So from when I was like, Ew. when I was like eight to around 13 or 14, that whole time, we just had this loose stack of black and white crime scene photos out for anyone who came over to look at. Wow. And it was like suicides and yeah. like fucking car accidents, which aren't crimes, I know. But yeah. it was just pictures of actual dead people, but in black and white. So you had to use your imagination. Yeah. And I still do sometimes. I do think it's it's um, it's a weird thing to uh, just the whole thing. I mean, this is going to sound really dumb, but like if I hear on the radio like, hey, there's a whole hullabaloo down on Temple Street, I can be like, oh, God, I better get away from Temple Street. You know what I mean? But if you're a cop, you got to go straight to the hullabaloo. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. talk about, God, where did I hear this before? You know, there's some people are genetically predisposed to be the people who run towards yeah right events like that and people that run away and in a you know large gene pool and in a society called white people you need (laughs) you need the type of people who are that off i don't want to say off in a bad way but it's it's you need people like that from you know well it's just you are going to be that person like it's me and you have talked before about guys that like to fight Mm -hmm. guys in bars to me and you we say, we would say, well, we could stay here and fight with these guys, or we could go to another bar where there's like some nice girls. Some nice girls. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know or we can go mean? to a bar where we can fight these girls. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like those guys who, you know, just, uh, I mean, there are just those guys that look look for trouble. Yeah. And that's, you kind of got to be that to become a cop. There is, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but also a, someone looking for trouble. There's a overpass right by my apartment, mm-hmm. and if you walk under it, for one thing, it looks like someone was living under that bridge and got evicted because there's just piles and piles of disgusting clothes and yeah. like dirty shit. But there's also a sign that says, do not enter, violators will be punched, male or female. <laughs> and Equal man, opportunity. Like, if I was a better fighter... I would just kind of kick that sign down and be like, what? Male and then or I get female? I'm non-binary. When I get in there and it's a woman. Male, uh, male, male or female is, is a very funny distinction. Yeah, I like that. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. You're getting punched. Yeah. I re- like, I really hope it's a woman in there. Yeah. Uh, because God I want that it. sign for male or female. Like, <laughs> who- <laughs> he loves his stuff. I'm he assuming does. this is a man. Yeah. Because they made that sign. Of course, yeah. Right. And it's like, come on, dude. A woman walks in there. You're probably going to try and sexually assault her. I mean, also, if, she, like if, if, she, putting, if, she's, if she's walking in there. Yeah. If you're putting that. Maybe she's the type that's down. If you <laughs> she, she made it all the way to the overpass. How do you, she just wants to fight. She just wants to fight. Could be fucking Layla Ali or something. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be I, fun. I, I do hope a woman just walks in and beats the shit out of her. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. And then he had to add male <laughs> or female to the yeah. sign. Because she was like, hey, I'm a woman. What are you punching me for? I don't care. I'll punch you. <laughs> oh, did I not specify? I didn't. I'll, put it, I'll add it to the sign. That's on me. Yeah. Put it in your Yelp <laughs> review. You get this one. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that's happening right by my apartment. There's got to be a Yelp review for that. John, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, the homeless guy under the overpass on <laughs> yeah, Yelp? Yeah. yeah, definitely. We get, we, yeah. So let's talk about the last crazy thing that's happened since we checked in with the Albuquerque PD. Oh, great. And this is the story that was sent to me the other night by a Twitter user named Mike Perk 85 So thanks for that. Thanks, Mike Perk. Is that 85 or 65? That's an 85. Yeah, 85. that's an 85. And Everybody follow Mike. 
Fits the demo. Yeah. He sent me a story and said, uh, are you at all surprised by this? And I looked at it, and it's a story about how now the uh, Bernalillo Sheriff's Department, which is the county that Albuquerque is in, now they're fucking killing people. Yeah. Like crazy. In the past four months, they've killed nine people. Jesus. Yeah. That is two and a quarter people a month. Yeah. That's a fucking lot. Well, the thing is, is that like, so every, like, since we're saying the mindset is predisposed towards agreeing that we're all animals and, um, you know, you know, people that are like, I don't think Trump goes far enough. That's how people look at these police departments and they're like, right, right. And then they get envy. So then the cops in Chicago are like, man, I wish we handled it like they handle it in Albuquerque instead of being like, those guys in Albuquerque are fucking lunatics. Yeah, yeah. And it one deputy alone, Charles Coggins, shot shot two people in twenty two days, killing one of them. Jesus. And then I I oh. will put this photo everywhere. People, I, I mean, I'm going to put it in the fucking <laughs> comment links right now, just so people can look at this wonderful photo. I just want to make sure it's actually in this article. Yep, here we go. What the fuck is going on? I'm going to link to this right here. So everyone watching this live stream can see this amazing photo of a Bernalillo County sheriff pointing a gun at a guy on a motorcycle from a moving police cruiser. Yeah. I'm reading this article. (laughs) Yeah. In addition to the shootings, a deputy was caught on camera pointing a gun at a motorcyclist. Hence the picture is up. This incident occurred while both the motorcyclist and the deputy were in motion, with the deputy pointing his gun out the passenger side window. The deputy claimed he was, quote, in fear of an immediate and impending battery, end quote. What? Yeah. 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 They, yeah they actually... Who's on the bike, Neo? <laughs> yeah. They actually say that in the article. They're like, we don't know what impending battery was going to happen from a dude. Because he pulled the gun because a dude popped a wheelie. In traffic. Yeah. So just from the passenger side of a police cruiser, he whips out his gun. And then despite saying, oh, I was worried about an impending battery, they don't even pursue the guy. Yeah. They don't pull him over. He just fucking. That's called gang. That is warfare. That is. That's intimidation. That is. Yo, you're on my turf. You don't have have permission to do a wheelie in in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, That's That's, exactly That's exactly the mindset. And And I'll point a fucking gun at you. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Impending battery. And it's, the guy in a pink shirt is impending battery because he has a he's got like a like a like a sprinkle themed <laughs> helmet on and shit. <laughs> like what what the fuck, man? I mean, unless he was holding a Duracell and making a throwing motion <laughs> at the guy, there was no impending battery. There was no impending battery coming yeah. at all. How do you ever live that picture down? I bet you that guy's got his that picture fucking framed, uh, oh, blown yeah, up sure. to twenty four by forty eight above his fake fireplace. Yeah, I just don't know how you don't at least have a family that would ruthlessly make fun of you for being such a huge jerk off. Oh, if that was me, my if dad that was would, yeah, my dad. Oh would yeah, not my me. family would tear me asunder. Like, remember the time you got totally out of hand and pointed a loaded gun at a guy on a motorcycle <laughs> for doing a wheelie? You pussy. Yeah, <laughs> like what are you out of your mind? Yeah, it's nuts. And then in the midst of all this. Uh, Sh- Bernalillo Sher- or County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez has come out and said he will not issue uh, body, body cams. cams to his officers because the media will use them to uh, plant false stories about the police 
and to make yeah. the police look bad. They'll, it's they'll like look they bad. Won't, they won't if you don't kill people. Exactly. Like, they won't use it then. Yeah, yeah train your cops. Yeah, use yeah. the old NSA line. I feel, if you're not doing anything I, wrong, you have nothing to fear. I, yeah. I feel like Eric Holder, when I don't mean to make it political or anything, but I feel like when the Obama administration was in place, that Eric Holder was kind of going, we do need to retrain these cops. Yeah. And that is the truth. Mm-hmm. The tr- oh, yeah, the, for they, sure. The whole country's police need to be retrained. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they see it. Like, I, I had... um. I had a cop come in my class when I was like in seventh grade, pregnant woman. Yeah. She was telling me, you can be on duty until the moment you're having a baby. And of course, you know, we're 13 year olds and uh, we can ask uh, whatever we want. So we just ask about guns <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and she, I remember, I remember, I remember being like, how is nobody accepting this answer? Because somebody asked about um, something about shooting people. And she's like, we are trained to shoot to kill. Yeah. And I just remember being like, "Why? if I get up to no good, there's nothing a shot in the ass won't stop me from doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I get a bullet in the ass, I'm going to stop do- being up to no good. Yeah, you kneecap me, it's going to impact yeah. the rest of my life. Every just, time every time that it rains and that kneecap acts up, I'm going to be like, I know, yeah, I know. I mean, stolen those gummy I, bears. I just don't understand, like, can, why not shoot to maim? It, right. it, it would suck, but I don't want to die. You know what I mean? If yeah. I got shot in the shoulder because I was, you know, fucking, you know, I don't know, probably just doing something really badass and cool or whatever, you yeah. know? <laughs> doing a bunch of ollies. Yeah. <laughs> down at the library. You know? A bunch of kick flips. But, I mean, I, I'll i never understand that, and I feel like that's a good place to start, is that when you take your weapon out, it doesn't have to mean the death of a human being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even dread. Has like a you know, <laughs> maim. <laughs> just talking to his gun and make it a stun. Yeah, yeah even I, the Terminator I, could do that. T oh. two, casualty zero. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So that's what's happening in Albuquerque now. Nothing has changed. Their police are still. Since we talked about this two yeah. years ago, they are still out of fucking control, and you just don't. Like, we hear about police in so many other areas right now, but you just don't hear about Albuquerque. Yeah. And it's just... It's one of those things, too, where if you're, like, a, a mayor or or whatever, you know, DA, all that shit, you just... It's hard to be the person to stand up to them because then they become so fearsome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're also your bodyguards. Yeah, I didn't right? include like, that, but there's also a story that was right back around uh, 2008, 2010, where this former cop, he came back out of retirement. They like uh, gave him some uh, policing job that didn't require a lot of work or whatever. And at one point, he witnesses these Albuquerque PD police. Uh, there's this race car driver named Al Unser, mm-hmm. who is now retired and living in New Mexico. And they put up a roadblock on his property, like a, a DUI roadblock. And he just had this misunderstanding. He's like in his 70s. Mm-hmm. And he had this misunderstanding with the cop and thought he could just, well, it's my par- property. I can just drive around this, obviously. And the police like dragged him out of his car <laughs> and damn near beat him. And this cop was like, what are you doing? That's Al Unser. He's not a threat to you. Why are we doing this? And he testified against him. And they fucking blackballed that guy and like really? cut him out of yeah basically out of the police force's life yeah just because he testified against these fucking 
bullshit yep. first or second year cops who are yeah. beating the shit out of a racing legend. And it's yeah. like it's like we're gonna have to send the military in to deal with to these fucking cops. Deal with the Albuquerque PD. Yeah. And that sounds like <laughs> funny, funny, but no. kind of. Yeah. Like if the Department of Justice is like, stop it, and they're like, no. Yeah. What's the next step? And now you've given the military weapons. Yeah. Like, what, what else are you going to do but send the military in? Yeah, you send them in, and then do we win? Like, yeah, yeah. Are we going to have to nuke Albuquerque yeah. to that, fucking fix police violence there? That, that was another thing I was going to bring up. Isn't there a bunch of like, nuclear testing like, oh, yeah. shit? Maybe that's... Oh, you think it, it's seeping in? They made it all fucked up on account of all the gamma rays. <laughs> Maybe just maybe they the, are all nine to twelve feet tall. I forget that part. <laughs> oh, uh, multiple limbs, tails. They yeah, it's yeah. weird. Low grade Hulk radiation poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. low grade. Yeah, I think the Albuquerque has a minor league baseball team called the Isotopes or something. They do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, really mean, fun ho- games, by the way. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've, I always wanted to go to one. Minor league baseball is way better than. Oh yeah, I love minor league baseball because like you can get in. It's five bucks. Beers are cheap. You can. I mean, no part. It. it m- and the, the the quality of play is especially ba- if you, basically major. League. If you get a triple A team, especially that's yeah. like just a step yeah. below yeah. the minors. I prefer to go to a triple A. Game. It's easier to get on the field and run around naked too. And well, yeah, yeah, you want yeah. you want to beat you, the shit out of a first base. I coach was going to say something. smooch a center fielder, but yeah, whatever, man. I guess. <laughs> if beat the that, shit out of a center fielder. Yeah, they smooch if, him. If, yeah. The idea of the naked <laughs> field runners probably just get shot in Albuquerque. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You saw him. He had a sport. It's a contest there. balls everywhere. They haven't outrun the police contest <laughs> at every Isotopes game. Yeah. If you don't get shot, you win. Yeah, the they run- just fire at you <laughs> the, the, from the fucking stands. Yeah, the, the running of Val Unser. <laughs> you race now. Oh, uh, so that's what's going on with the APD. Should we do some comments before we get out of here? Hell we don't have yeah. that many. Hell Shout out to yeah. all the listeners and all the commenters. You know, it's a big world out there. Mm. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. It sure is. I want you to know mm. that's not true. It's mm. why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, I where we know. read your stupid fucking comments yeah. from the we, past few shows. We look over your shitty typos. We respond to them personally. Baby, you can't spell for shit. You sure can't. But I love you. Fade it out, Brett. So these are comments from our live podcast at the Hollywood Hotel. Brian Macklin, too, right off the bat, says, The audio quality is unbearable at this point. I'd like to hear this cast, but my ears are telling me no. Yeah, you're kind of right. It sounded like trash. Yeah, we did not do a good job of recording that first live podcast, but we'll get it together December 30th at the Hollywood Hotel. Come out to that, everybody. Oh, very nice. You know what we might do? A PUI podcast. Oh. Podcasting under the influence. Yeah. I think we're going to come out and do the stand-up part sober and then go get fucked up and come back and do the podcast i like that because it's the day before new year's eve that's great yeah that's great i like that a lot it's gonna be interesting and a total train wreck so we'll we'll trade shitty audio quality for just shitty quality it'll just be a bad podcast because we're all fucked up right it's gonna sound pristine Mm. it'll sound great maybe bad quality uh okay so this is really exciting uh, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it because it hasn't panned out yet. But at the end of the last episode, uh, at the end of the live podcast, 
I mentioned that I would be open to joining the Illuminati. Yeah. If they ever Good call. Came, if they yeah. ever came knocking. And guys, Good career they left a fucking comment. Whoa. Hey. From Illuminati official. It says, don't fail to see the light. We are aware that there are a lot of scams here on social media pretending to be agents of the Illuminati. Yeah. Be careful. Not everyone you see is real. Mm. Hell yeah. This organization is for peace, wealth, power, power and fame. Wow. Most importantly. The organization requires no human or blood sacrifice if interested to join. Kind of less interested now. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. I wanted that blood sacrifice. But kindly WhatsApp one 318 Viber out with one seven four seven. What does Viber out mean? Three seven two four. Don't fuck this up for me, Josh. Dude, you clearly the aren't Illuminati. Re- Dude, if you don't know what Come Viber on. is, you shouldn't be. I don't know what that means. Or email well, then you us. don't get to be in the Illuminati, duh. I don't want to be in the shitty Illuminati. Whoa, it's not the dude. shitty one. It's the good one. It's the real one. That's oh, about I want peace, to be in that one. wealth, power, and fame. I like all that. Or you can email them at brotherhood. Brother Hod. Oh, sorry. Brother Hod Illuminati <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, bro- I think Brotherhood Illuminati was taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even so, the Illuminati can't pull strings at Google. I mean, I guess I just shared that information with everyone, so all of you can technically apply, but I feel like we know who they were targeting with that mm-hmm. comment so i mean i guess i'm gonna be in the illuminati now no big deal should do good things for the uh, download numbers cool uh ayla says the speculation on why quincy just up and left for a while was hilarious also i've also i've only recently heard about dessert hummus but i already hate the entire concept Ew, that's fucking gross, gross. It is gross. And what I, is that? When I first saw it, I thought it said desert hummus, and I was yeah. like, that's all hummus, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah, that's all hummus. <laughs> but no, dessert hummus. That sounds horrible. Dessert hummus is just Cool Whip. Is it just cinnamon and hummus? Oh, no, I don't want that. Wait, who made dessert hummus? I feel like we had some. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I forget, but I feel like I had dessert hummus. Re- I feel like it was like uh, Christina and Samantha. Really? Yeah, they're into that weird shit. Yeah, they would, they would pull that yeah, kind like of shit. Yeah, quinoa cakes and stuff. So where did Quincy Gross. go to? We still don't know. Cool. If you listen to that live podcast, at one point, for about five to eight minutes, Quincy's just not in the room anymore. Wow. I like that mystery. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then he just comes back, and we're like, hey, where were you? And he's like, yeah. Writing emails <laughs> about the Illuminati, probably. <laughs> probably. He just said, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's was, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. <laughs> and last comment, Amanda Milken says, our Christmas tradition... We get deep dish, Lou then watch Die Hard, usually a few days before Christmas or once all the siblings are back in town. Yeah. I read that comment just to say how much I love Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza. Where is that Where is that out of? Uh, Chicago. Oh. I grew up in Illinois, so it was uh, it branched out. Wait, where did Chicago. you grow up in Illinois? Peoria. No shit. We had a Lou Malnati's. It was my first uh, introduction to Chicago deep dish pizza. Huh. And... Still my favorite pizza. Mm. Fucking wow. love it so much. Sounds great. That sounds it pretty good. It is fantastic. So that's our show. This was this was a fun episode. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. we got to, we delved into that. Some uh, yeah, topic. that shit was out of control. It was eccentric. It, it was. It was. They are an eccentric police department. They sure are. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, but how do you how do you how do you put that bottle away? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, it's just, or how do you put that back in the bottle? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, it's very you hard can. to go back. Like, 
I feel one thing I've heard about LAPD is that LAPD is supposed to have gotten a lot better uh, because they, it, it stopped being just white guys. They said they, they, they brought in a lot more diversity and that helped. Uh, yeah. Not not like, don't get me wrong, the LAPD is not but perfect see, by any yeah. means, but it was really bad. Yeah. That makes sense because, like I said, there isn't, there's no one racial group that they're targeting with these killings. It's yeah. all over the place. Just, I mean, there's obviously a lot of uh, And they don't even Latinos. care if you have money. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's blue or not. You yeah, are either it's either or you're or a cop or you're against the cops. And that's yeah. why it's so, like, why when I say, do we send the military in, what do you do? Like, what training is going to teach these motherfucking animals yeah. that you can't just kill people if the Department of Justice already swooped in and said, don't kill people? And they were like, fuck you. Well, do you ever remember, I think, and, and I would ask this to anybody, do you ever remember not being afraid of the police? If you're not, they're not doing their job. You think that's the job, is to make everybody afraid of them? Yes. No. I don't think it should be that way. I think it's, it, no, it shouldn't be. No, yeah. it, but I'm saying that's how yeah. it is. And that's I, how it is. But I mean, well, I mean, when they pull you over, they have literally flashing bright lights, a siren that gives you a fucking heart attack, and then they shoot a light in your face. That yeah. is not. So but I, I'm just talking about like if you're in a donut shop and two cops walk in, I'm instantly uncomfortable. They have guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. you should be afraid. Whenever someone walks in a room with guns, I'm uneasy. Yeah, and yeah, I ha- I was in a bathroom one time with uh, one of those Brinks armored car guys. Oh yeah, he's got like a gigantic, dirty, hairy gun, and I'm like, man, I don't. This feels awful. Mm. One yeah. of us has a huge hand cannon right. in here right now. Yeah, I, I trust the Brinks guys. Yeah, yeah, trust the Brinks guys. Yeah, they're as much a target they, as yeah. any of us. They're probably more of a target than uh, than a cop, yeah. honestly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you ever seen armored car robbery? Man, cops are driving around with that much money. It's because they just robbed a drug dealer. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna know that's in the trunk. My uh, aunt uh, is one of these ladies that um, she's really old, and uh, she Ugh. she just decided. Uh, Gross. Nasty. Yeah, yeah. she decided. Um, she's like, I'm done with red lights. I just I stop, and then I and then I and then I go. Well, she lives in Alaska, right? No, 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 no. no. This is my aunt in New York, she's in but, LA. but the, no, no, no. This is this is in like suburban New York. But you know, she's just like you know, some of these lights. You're at a four way stop. You stop. There's nobody coming. I'm gonna go. I'm done. I'm seventy fucking eight years old. Whatever. I'm on her side. So yeah, so she 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 does that. She fucking gets pulled over, and you know it's the lights and the whole business, and um, and uh, she rolls down the window as the cop approaches, and she goes, "What do you think you're doing, scaring an old woman like that? What's wrong with you?" And the cop was just like, "Uh, okay, never mind." <laughs> he just went away. Oh, we I'm all gonna need... try that next time I get pulled over. Yeah. What are you doing, scaring an old woman? What are you doing? Yeah, call yourself an old woman. Yeah, what are you doing, scaring an old woman like that? I suppose you want don't, to see my chest. No, don't look at me like that. I identify as a seventy-eight-year-old Irish woman. Yeah. How dare you misgender me? All right, we should wrap it up. This was a lot of fun. It was. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Come to our next live podcast, December thirtieth at the Hollywood Hotel. Yeah, everyone's gonna be fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up, and come to the Darkest Hour, December eighth. That is uh, this week, actually, at Westside Comedy Theater. Nice. Very nice. Santa Monica, 11.30 p.m. I Great love, little I, comedy I club. love that yeah. club. So I, I'll have to have you both on that show. It's a really fun show. Would yeah, we would love it. We would love to do that. A lot yeah. of dark stuff. I love the darkness. About. I'll get you on the list. Yes. Um, profiles and eccentricity, please listen. Hell yeah. Our new episode is maybe my favorite. 
it's, ever I, done. I, you know, other than, of course, my episode, which I have a, a deep-seated love for, I think this is my favorite episode, too. It was fun. It was a, it's a change of pace. Mm-hmm. I, who was this week's... The, by the time this goes up, it'll be last week's episode. Right. Uh, well, we talked about uh, the customers of the Tiki Adult Theater. Oh, And fine. their Yelp reviews. And, and, uh, and we also... <laughs> nice. And we talked about... Um, Lieutenant Petrosino, who was a uh, Italian immigrant cop who took on the mafia pre-prohibition. Oh wow! Yeah, and and his pursuits of justice took him all the way to Italy. Yeah, like he went Damn. kind of like full diehard, where it's like I have no jurisdiction. Yeah, <laughs> he went I Batman just, and Dark Knight. Yeah, no, for real. Like, That's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it, it's uh, maybe the most cinematic of our uh, of, uh, so far. Yeah, all right, a, right. It's a great podcast. People love it. Please, Thank so far, you. it's doing Thank really you. well. Thanks yeah. so much. Uh, everyone should go listen to that. It's on uh, SoundCloud. There's free episodes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've all been free so far. So far, yeah. We yeah. might pull that rug out from under motherfuckers Ooh. at some point. Make yeah, them pay, baby. Make them pay. Make them pay. Make them pay. Only. I will be at Flappers hey. on December 20th, performing in the main room on a show. Uh, I don't know. I forget the name of it, but it's a big show. <laughs> it's a big, big show. <laughs> it's got a flyer and everything. I think my handsome little mug will be on it. We'll, I'll post it somewhere. And then burgers, uh, Jan- beers, laughs, troubles are over, dude. Yeah. And then January seventh, I will be. Uh, well, Heath Barcelona will be performing at Entertaining Julia at Akbar in Silver Lake. Yeah, that's so, my birthday. And and it'll be John's birthday as, right. as a special gift to you, John. And John will be performing, too. Am I? I, I've never been officially asked. Well, I'm asking you. (laughs) Okay. Will you? I'd love to. Great. You can't. Happy birthday. (laughs) Fuck you, Fahey. (laughs) Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing scaring an old woman like that? Get out of here. Would you like to see him? I want to start doing that. I want to start doing that. And I watched Field of Dreams a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And at one point when James Earl Jones is like bidding Kevin Costner fucking a do, he just goes... (laughs) <laughs> like, a, like a dealer yeah just good luck <laughs> wash my hands you motherfuckers see you later though yeah oh man I love it puppy came in here for that oh. alright let's get the fuck out of here Aaron say goodbye goodbye John say goodbye goodbye everybody I love you Thank goodbye you, everybody we love you thanks for listening and watching Oh!